Hello, my friends. I'm your host, Mortimer James, and I would like to welcome you to the world of the creepy and the caffeinated, of conspiracies and coffee. Welcome to Tales from the Dark Roast. Let's begin today's show with some definitions from Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Shadow. Noun. A dark shape that appears on a surface when someone or something moves between the surface and a source of light. An area of darkness created when a source of light is blocked. Person. Noun. A human being. Shadow person. Oddly enough, there is no entry for this combination of words. Should we combine these two words, though, it brings to mind disturbing and frightening imagery. A human being made of shadow, a shape of human created through the interplay of light and dark, an area of human-shaped darkness. Now, if you Google shadow, Google shadow person, Wikipedia defines it as, a shadow person is the perception of a patch of shadow as a living humanoid figure and interpreted as the presence of a spirit or other entity by believers in the paranormal or supernatural. Sadly, there are those among us with the misfortune to see these beings, these shadowy figures that appear out of note out of the corner of your eye and exist in the periphery. Whether they believe in the supernatural or not, they have had these interactions with shadow people, and in their stories, they never seem to be the heralds of good tidings, bringing happy, fun times with them, Instead, they slink in with fear and terror on their heels. My guest today is going to be another family member of mine who has agreed to share her interactions with these entities with us on the show. Please welcome my sister, Thursday James. Thursday, welcome on. Hi, happy to be here. Awesome. So Thursday is my adopted sister. And when we decided to adopt each other, I had no idea at the time the just astounding number of experiences across a wide spectrum that she was bringing into the family. Um, the things that happen around and to her nearly on the daily are both creepy and a little concerning. So before we start, though, we've got to dive into our coffee, because you always talk about having these really delicious coffees from, I think, Bones, <laughs> Bones Coffee. Um, yes. So dazzle me. What are, what are you what are you drinking today? I'm actually drinking from one of my Bones mugs as well. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, today's coffee is uh, the Bones Caramel Apple, but it's in my Salty Siren mug, so. Ooh, caramel Switching Apple. It up a bit. Yes, is it sweet or does it just have like the smell and flavor? It has a hint of the apple, definitely like a green apple type of flavor in mm -hmm. it. Slightly fruity. Um, not too sweet, though. Not too sweet. That's good. I don't, I don't like my coffee to be sweet unless I add stuff to it. So yes. um, today I'm actually drinking uh, French pressed, my coffee that I got from Winn-Dixie that I can't remember the name of, but <laughs> it is like, it's like an almond cream from like some cafe or something. I don't know. It was cheap. It was on sale and it's absolutely delicious and there's no sweetness at all, but I love that like toasted roasted almond smell. And that's, that's what I'm getting from this coffee, especially with the French press. That's delicious. It is. And yours sounds good too. I really need to get over and visit and just like sample all your bones coffee that you can talk about. <laughs> we have way too many, way hmm. too many. I can never have too many, too many coffees. <laughs> so, but, so when we first started hanging out and talking, one of the things that, um, that happened is 
we were on a video conference call with a bunch of other people and I saw movement in the background of your monitor. I was like, whoa, something's moving behind you through the doorway. And your immediate response was, oh, it's probably just a shadow person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that <laughs> led us to just dive into this rabbit hole of ridiculous things that happened to you. So yeah. when did you first, <laughs> when did you ever first like start experiencing shadow people or having the interactions with them? I, the first I can remember is early childhood. Um, I know that I would wake up in the middle of the night and just start talking to things that weren't there. Um, it's not that I could see them at that age, but I could feel them. I knew there was something. Um, and I guess it was probably my dad's side of the family that was always telling me I talk too much and I, I'll talk to anything. I'll talk to a post <laughs> and I would just start talking to them. And eventually I stopped being scared of them. Okay. They're still terrifying when they pop out of nowhere. And I'm like, hey, now's not the time. But um, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely uh, grown to be much different. But yeah, probably age five or six. That's the earliest memory I have of it. Yes. Wow. Now, do you know if um, anyone else in your family has experiences with them that they've ever said like, Hey, you know, you said you saw this, but when I was growing up, I also saw this. So yes, my younger brother has actually seen things. There was a time when I was just out of college. Um, and I moved back home for a few months or so. And my youngest brother would tell me stories about the guy that walked on the ceiling in my room and in his room or no in my room in my room so the way our house (laughs) was at that time um the stairs wrapped around the outside wall um of the house so like you walk into the front area and the stairs would go up that side wall and then it would make this long balcony across um and his room and my brother's room was on the opposite side of the house my room was right there at the top of the stairs. You take a right, it's right there, it's bathroom in there and everything. Um, and there was a point in time where I did not like that room at all, uh, but I was staying in it and I was grateful to stay there rent-free. So um, I stayed, but there were, get. yes, yes. There were many times where I didn't want to sleep in there. And at that point I was, what, 24, 23, 24? And I get thinking, this is way too old to be scared of the dark in my room. This is ridiculous. Um, but one night we were hanging out upstairs where there's like a, we had a TV and a pool table. And my brother had made himself a little fort underneath the pool table. And I was like, hey, can I, can I come in your fort? And he goes, yeah, but he can't. And he pointed behind me towards my bedroom. And I was like, uh okay, he won't come in. And I, at that time, I had already started working with children because I'm a teacher, but yeah, it, uh, it definitely piqued my curiosity. And so I 
talked to him more and more and it came out that yeah he's seen a shadow person in my room and I kept thinking that's strange because I've seen him too and so we would talk about it and the guy would hang out from his feet from the ceiling and he would just stand there he never did anything that I could see but he was just there he was just there now I know, man, I can't remember the name you used, but I know that when I called out the fact that, hey, it it turned out, folks, that it wasn't a shadow person we caught on film or camera. It was just one of her dogs (laughs) running by the door. Yeah. But um, you called it a name, and I can't remember what you said. It was like George or Henry or, or I don't know if you just used an arbitrary name, but do you feel like you have specific ones that yeah, you I see do. more often than other like are there ones that are almost familiar to you like you recognize them I my catch-all name for them is Richard and I don't know why <laughs> um <laughs> I like that I, mean, I can't imagine why <laughs> the only thing I can think of and this is completely off topic is uh I think it's Tommy boy Richard yes. <laughs> and that's so now now I'm gonna hear that every time <laughs> But your catch-all name is Richard, go. Yes, my catch-all name for them is Richard. Um, Mostly because when they do pop up sometimes, I can't exactly yell, quit being a, that thing. Uh, But no, there's, there have been several over the years that will pop in and pop out. And they feel more like visitations. There is a difference between a shadow person and something that will present itself as a shadow person. And so shadow people tend to be much darker, sometimes almost looking like a thick oily substance rather than the actual shadow. So they're darker than the darkness in the room. They stand Um, out from the darkness. Yes. And those are the super scary ones. And then there's others that seem to blend in with the shadows. And every once in a while, I'll see like an arm form out of the shadows and sometimes it waves, sometimes it doesn't. Typically those I'll sense a name or close to a name. And those just, those are the ones that just feel like visitations. Like they don't know how to present themselves. So they just say hi, or they just feel comfortable, I guess, being around me or around the dogs. They like the dogs a lot. They visit so, you're, the dogs. so the dogs, the dogs will pick up on them and mm-hmm. notice them or they're just observing the dogs um sometimes they'll just observe the dogs they'll watch them play mm-hmm. other times the dogs will interact um of course our youngest dog nigel will bark like a crazy person but he i mean he's a corky he barks at everything i was gonna say nigel's a corky yeah. so he, yeah he barks <laughs> at everything um, <laughs> but there are times where it does he gets upset he'll be looking at a corner and he'll get upset. And usually it's, it's because the shadow person is leaving. He doesn't want, like he wants to play gotcha. or sometimes like the shadow person can't play with him. And he gets upset about that. Physically interact. Yeah. So like I've seen Nigel toss a toy to the corner and then get down like in his crouch position, like he's going to chase after a toy that gets thrown and the toy doesn't get thrown and he gets upset and he kind of barks at the corner like Telling them, pick up the toy. Yeah. Gotcha. So real quick, let's, um, Mm -hmm. because 
you know, people have an image or an, an idea of, I guess, what they think a shadow person should look like. And you've, mm-hmm. you've described, a, you know, a couple different ones, the the darker masses that almost look oily and stand out from the shadows and the darkness, and then the others that tend to blend in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Typically, when you see one, like, describe for me, like, uh, how does that happen? Like, are you seeing them out of your corner of your eye first? Or are they like full on appearing in front of you? <laughs> just so people know what to look for or what the experience is like. Um, I, I kind of chuckled there because I saw one this morning. Of course. I was in the shower and Creeper. we have, <laughs> we have small double doors that lead from our, our main bedroom to the main bathroom. And one of the doors doesn't quite catch all the way. And Nigel had knocked it open looking for me. And so they were thrown wide open. Nigel had left. And what I thought as I was washing my hair, um, I thought it was my husband. <laughs> and so I just started talking. I was like, hey, babe, I'll, I'll be out in a minute, but would you mind bringing my coffee in? Uh, and I turn around and I see from the edge of the door where the door stops, there is an outline that looks humanoid. Um, it kind of looked like they were peering around the corner from behind the door. I <laughs> didn't freak out because I don't freak out at them really anymore. Um, the idea of them scares me more than when they actually show up, unless they pop up right in front of my face. And I'm like, whoa, dude, no, back it up. Uh, but that one, I just kind of went, hey, now's not a good time. Yeah. Clearly I'm in a vulnerable position. Uh, if you're wanting to see the dogs that are out in the living room, if not, you're just going to have to wait, man, just wait. I, I can talk to you later. And that was it. I saw it go behind the door the rest of the way and the hand, like a hand kind of came up and almost waved and disappeared. And that was it. And it was just, <sighs> I don't know, like, like the gray of like roofing tile or shingles. Okay. It just kind of blends in. It's almost a brownish gray when it's them, when it's the, the nice ones. It's like a brownish gray that kind of looks like a thick smoke. Okay. Yeah. With just maybe a tinge of brown to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is, which is weird because I've read other places and I've never put it to the test, but that if you're actually trying to hide in darkness, like in pitch black, it's actually better to wear like dark browns and like dark mm-hmm. reds and burgundies because it doesn't break up the shadow as much and make you stand out. Whereas if you yes. wear pitch, like if you wear all black clothing and you stand in shadows, you actually stand out from the shadows yes. because shadows are not completely black. Yes. Cause you'll, you'll end up looking like an outline. Yeah. yeah. Whereas oh, the brown and red colors yeah. break up that, that outline. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's something I've never heard of with shadow people being described. So maybe they've got something that kind of is built in that helps them blend a little bit better. I don't know. Um, so back to specifically like your personal experiences, mm-hmm. is there one or maybe a handful of ones that stand out that I know you've said there have been ones that have been scary. Is there like one specific one that like if you were going to tell someone about a scary interaction or one that really just frightened you? There's been a few times where I've, I've never experienced it firsthand. That is the um, sleep paralysis ones. Mm-hmm. Those, um, 
I don't suffer from sleep paralysis. I can't imagine, like it, it does terrify me to think about it. Um, I do know when I wake up and I see one at the foot of my bed, I get angry. Like I don't get, um, I mean, obviously a lot of anger stems from fear. So I'm probably a bit scared. Yes. Um, but I can almost immediately recognize which type it is. And if it is one of the darker, oily, kind of liquidy, dripping ones is the way it seems to me. Mm-hmm. I can always tell because when I wake up and I see them, I get pissed off and I sit straight up in bed and I usually yell at it to get the F out of my house. And it tends to like crawl up the wall and it seems to be like dripping from the ceiling. And then eventually it'll go away. Um, I just have to be forceful with them. But there have been times where it still feels like I'm asleep. And I'm, it's in that weird in and out of sleep phase where you like open your eyes, but you're still kind of yeah. dreaming. The, the, and the residuals of the dream are, are yeah. still in your, your, your system. Yes. You're lingering. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, there's, for me, it's like there's dripping from the ceiling coming down. Um, and I know, I know what it is. And I, t- I flat out tell them, you've got to go. Like, you cannot stay here. This is my house. You don't get to stay. And that's usually when I go update my salt circles and <laughs> work on some cleansing. Because you, you, you are bit. just a little bit of a hedge witch, right? That's kind of mm-hmm. how you've described it. So yeah. Um, do you ever, do you find that like burning, like the different, what is it? Is it sage or... There are different rituals and different things that can be used. Um, I have used sage in the past. I prefer to use rosemary. Okay. uh, Bundles of dried rosemary, um, bundles of dried cedar, lavender, rose petals. Those those things tend to work a little more for me than anything else. Um, Palo Santo is very strong. And I will only uh, use it if I absolutely have to. I don't like necessarily borrowing from um different cultures like that i don't care for that so I've, yeah i've not heard of that one of what did you polis polis santo palo santo okay what palo is santo. it's a it's a very resinous wood that has a slightly m- minty smell when it gets burned um and it's supposedly a bit stronger than burning say bundles of herbs and such I have a friend who lives in California and she is indigenous and she taught me how to use it. Um, I try not to use it often, but sometimes you just, you kind of have to. So it's, it's um, like your weapon of last resort if you're trying to yes. cleanse the area or, or flush something away. Yes. And I will always, always, always ask permission from the ancestors before doing any of that because I don't want to get rid of all of the entities that like to visit but all oh, those oily guys they just are not welcome they need make, to go bye-bye make the make <laughs> the skin crawl and the hair rise a little bit a little, little bit. bit so we started talking about this before recording and something that was brought up that I had actually listened to on a couple of other podcasts um, that I didn't know about and I had to do more research on was that apparently a lot of meth addicts, which if you guys don't know, I live in Florida and Tampa area. And in the area I live, 
it is ridiculous how much meth there is. Um, but apparently meth addicts will talk about seeing shadow people to the point where it's it's super common when they're on one of their their trips or, or you know smoking the meth that they will talk about these shadow people and i'm curious if that's like part of the manic state that meth brings on and it's opening something up or maybe it's just part of their trip but it's creepy to me that so many people on meth have talked about it and i, just, I don't know that's I'm curious if meth might open something up because it's such a weird combination of drugs. Uh, I don't have any experience with meth. Um, I actually don't have any experience with any drugs, to be honest, <laughs> um, other than like the wine I drink when I yeah. play D&D. But... Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong <laughs> at all. So. Uh, I, I know that there are cultures that use things like that to kind of open the consciousness mm -hmm. um for me it feels a lot like just a suspension of disbelief it allows you to accept things you wouldn't normally maybe so kind of like um like kids kids are much easier to believe mm -hmm. stuff like they have imaginary friends they believe in santa and the easter bunny uh and all these things and then as they get older that belief tends to fade so maybe maybe the drugs um whether they're medicinal and used for ritualistic purposes or opening people up or like meth and other stuff like that it's just like you said it's it's spending that disbelief so that they almost go back to when they're kids and it's easier to believe in these things yeah they kind of revert back to that childlike state and they believe a little more and accept a little more i mean i'm not saying all kids act like meth addicts but it's a fair <laughs> yeah. description yeah and maybe all meth addicts act <laughs> like kids i don't i mean yeah there we go I'm, i've had the misfortune of running into some and it's it's creepy and scary in and of what? itself because they're they're human but they're acting mm -hmm. like crazy yeah that sounds a lot like teaching middle school yeah 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 <laughs> oh man um so We've talked about what they look like and 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 uh, some bad experiences, or at least the the feeling you get. You had mentioned the um, that some of them feel like they're making their presence known, and they're maybe not. They're using the shadow person, you know. Uh, what is it? Their their visual representation when they're crumbing over, but they yes, may not they, necessarily be shadow. Person. Yeah. So they, there are some that will present themselves as a shadow person. Usually it's meant to intimidate at first, mm -hmm. um, but they're not actually shadow people. Usually it is um, someone who is deceased. They were alive at one point in time. And it kind of feels like they just don't know how to say hello, to get my attention, uh, so they'll show up as that smoke type of figure. Um, generally those entities do not bother me much. Those are more of the ones I'll see out of the corner of my eye 
I'll see a leg go by or uh, like right now, this is the computer we have played D&D on. And as you said before, there was one time you saw in the doorway, you thought it was something and you saw movement. There's been many times where we've been playing and I see movement and I'm the only one home. Um, there was one time I think we were playing and my husband had taken the dogs with him to visit his parents in a neighboring city. And my brother who lives with us was at work. And so I was definitely the only one home. There was no reason for any movement to be happening. I didn't know if y'all could see it and I did not want to scare any of y'all. I knew who it was. Oh, see, I wish you had told me because I'm pretty good. <laughs> but when we're playing, you know, we've got what's... Yeah six people up there now five people. yeah there's several people looking back at you so yeah so I don't have as much room to to check out and see um and of course another dog wants to be let in so let's do this real quick um I you know I know we we message a lot during those games sometimes yes. so next time and if it's lingering it's there let me know because I want I don't want to bring those kinds of experiences into my life because I don't, I, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. I've never had a ghost experience one, or at least I've never had an experience that I can definitely say was a spirit or an entity mm -hmm. of some sort. I don't know what I believe about ghosts, you know, cause I've, I've brought people on the show that have had these experiences and I believe their stories, but I don't know what I believe personally, mm -hmm. the one that, kind of scares me and creeps me out the most are shadow people mm -hmm. and there's always i've you know read a lot of different places and heard a lot of different things that once you start talking about them and you introduce yourself into their world they then introduce them into your world so i don't know that i want to be told but <laughs> I, I do i do i want to know i want to i want to see and that's the only way i'm going to be able to so if there's something call it out. Let me know, like send me a message directly. You don't have to scare the others. I, I will. I will do that. Um, I, I do know that it's, it's not necessarily a matter of just talking about them. Okay. Because they, they can hear your inner thoughts. There's times where I'm laying in bed and uh, trying to fall asleep and there'll be faces flashing up in my mind's eye. And every once in a while, one comes in and screams at me and I'm like, okay, that's Harold, by the way. Harold okay that's Harold I'm like all right Harold that's enough I gotta I gotta sleep man yesterday was horrible and today wasn't so great so I need some sleep and like he'll back off every once in a while he doesn't always but so it takes more than just speaking about them yeah it takes more than just talking about them you okay. have to actually invite that type of energy in um I I'm very careful about which energies and entities I allow to stay so mm -hmm. you definitely have to, it's like with any relationship, you have to set boundaries and keep them. Little give and takes and yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> what, um, do you think there's a definitive definition or definitive source for what these things are? Or do you think it's multiple things, which I th think we've kind of touched on already, but like, if you had to say specifically what they were. So. Um, like I said, with some of the ones that visit, those are generally deceased. They were mm -hmm. deceased. They present themselves as shadow people. They're not actually shadow people. There are some entities that are true shadow people 
that were that are former humans. Um, they were just really horrible, terrible, no good, very bad humans. And I, fortunately, I have not come across any like that. Um, I will definitely be doing some cleansing later just to make sure that was not an invitation. Please don't visit. Yeah. Um, I don't want tourism of that kind. Yeah, no and vacancy. No. The ones that scare me the most, um, like I said, the dripping oily ones, those to me feel more like uh, elementals. They are a part of the earth or a part of time itself. So not, and not human at all. No. And you can keep them at bay sometimes. You can like hold them at arm's length and do everything you can to protect. But if they honestly want to harm you, there's not a whole lot you can do to stop them unless you get more than one person involved and a whole bunch of ritual and a whole bunch of protection. Okay. Often of the spiritual kind. Right. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't, uh, don't want to have any of those experiences. Um, no. Because, you know, growing up, I, um, like I said, I, I never had any experiences, but you can always tell, and I, I, I might be giving away a lot of information here, uh, but when I'm actually scared, I will I'll whistle to myself, I'll sing songs, um, but always almost like in a happy, upbeat way that doesn't, like I'm trying to like put off the fear. And there have been times when I will walk like specifically, Lilu, sorry, my dog, she's <laughs> whining because she wants to now go back outside after I've let her in. Well, of course. Um, there is in an area in the office building I work at, and it, I think it was a set of old apartments in uh, Ebor, which is in uh, downtown Tampa. It's a very historical area. It's been there for a very long time. Um, but there's a very specific area in the building it creeps me out a little bit and it's always dark because I work a, a night shift from, you know, 6 PM to 6 AM. And I have to walk through that area. If I want to go to the, uh, the water fountain to refill my bottle. And I don't know what it is about that area. It's always dark. The lights are always off. Um, and maybe it's the absence of real people. Cause I know those offices are filled during the day, but whenever I walk into that area, I instantly have to start whistling and, I don't know if I'm, you know, if it's just because I'm freaking myself out because I, I know so much different stuff and I've heard so many different stories or maybe there's something lingering there, but I always get the sense that if there was anything in that building in that specific area at that time, it would be a shadow person. And I don't know why I make that connection because I've never seen anything, but there's that feeling like when I walk into that area, like legit, I could be wide awake, wired on coffee had just talked to the two other guys I work with, but I go upstairs and I go in that area and I instantly like, nope, got to walk fast, whistle to myself. Yeah, I, some of that in certain places is just <laughs> self-preservation. That's your primitive stuff coming out. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's darkness and you don't know what could happen. Um, yeah. But, but I'm, if but I'm you're... not afraid of the dark though. That's, no. what's, that's what's crazy with me. Like, And see, it could be you have that feeling of being watched. You know, 
or like I said, the sense that like, I know those offices are jammed packed with people during the day. And then when I'm yeah. walking by at night, there's nothing. So is it the absence or is there, is there something oh, there no. that I'm feeling? I mean, people leave behind energy everywhere they go. And yeah. so it's possible that whoever occupies that space during the day, maybe they're going through some shit. Like maybe it's just, they're giving off some energy that's lingering and it's affecting you when you walk past it. That would, with where I work and what I do and what those people do in those offices, it would not surprise me. It would not yeah. surprise me at all if that's, that's what it is. Yeah. So. And also the response or reaction of whistling or singing, mm -hmm. both of those are extremely powerful magic. It's music. Music is an extremely powerful magic. So more than likely, you feel more protected when you are making a musical noise. My music, my my whistles are magical. There you go. My, my so <laughs> I get it from my father. He uh, this is completely off topic, but he is a ridiculous person when it comes to whistling and making noises. Um, so he's he was Navy for thirty some odd years, I want to say. And um, when he would go out on boats on the ships, you know, they'd be gone for six months. He can whistle and make a noise that sounds exactly like a cricket. And they would be in the middle of the Pacific freaking ocean, middle of nowhere, no landmass, been at sea for months. And he would do that and he, it would drive people crazy. <laughs> um, and then growing up, we had a rule. We could go anywhere in our neighborhood, anywhere at all, at any time. But when we heard him whistle, it was time to come home. And I could be all the way across the neighborhood, almost a mile away. And I could hear this piercing, screeching whistle. And I've picked up that. My daughter laughs at me because I make noises and do stuff like that when I whistle. So my whistles are magic. I like there that. I like, I like the thought yeah. of that. That might actually, I don't know, that, that kind of makes me enjoy the whistling a little bit more, especially yeah. when I'm scared now. So. Just don't do it in the forest in the Appalachian Mountains. Please don't. I've heard Please that. Don't. And also in South America <laughs> and other yes. places like whistling mm -hmm. in, in the woods is like an invitation to some things. Yes. Like, hey, come and play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I've, I've heard that one as well. And <laughs> I, uh, I tend not to whistle. Um, though I have just to mess with my daughter. We, uh, we went camping not too long ago. And as we were leaving to the trail from camping i was like oh it's early in the morning and there's mist let's make bigfoot calls i'm <gasps> like i started and, you know, of course we didn't hear anything back but you know she had a lot of fun with that oh that actually yeah. happened to my brother out at my mom's house because she lives out in the country mm -hmm. and late at night he made a noise he was just joking around um we would give him a lot of sasquatch gifts just to pick on him because he totally believes in Sasquatch and something made a noise back and at that point he hopped up and went okay time to go to bed and just like <laughs> walked straight inside <laughs> did not make another noise there's, like, a, there's what you get <laughs> there's a true believer for you right there like nope deuce is gone <laughs> nighttime <laughs> that's hilarious um well as we wrap it up um are there any thoughts or final like warnings or suggestions you would give people who are maybe experiencing this or maybe don't realize they're experiencing it and maybe this yeah. has opened them up? Yeah. What would you say to those people? Um, I know, I know exactly how hard it is to remain calm in so many different situations, but when it comes to dealing with 
entities and beings of that kind, whether they are true shadow people or um, just visitors. <sighs> Taking a giant deep breath and not reacting negatively could mean the difference between you getting more visitors or not. Um, because they don't always ask, they don't always wait for an invitation. And if you majorly react negatively, they if it's one of the bad guys, they more than likely feed off that fear. So just try to remain as calm as possible and keep those boundaries up. You can say no, and you can tell them to leave. You have that power. Which is funny because I've... Um you know, researching this, a lot of people say, don't interact with them and don't, don't mm -hmm. respond. And, but you, and then another friend of mine who also was having experiences with, with entities immediately, the first thing you said was set boundaries, tell them, no, mm -hmm. push them out. Don't let them. I can say that I, I have heard my name called from upstairs when I've been downstairs in my own home, mm -hmm. knowing I'm the only human in the house. I do not respond at all that is some of the times where I will go grab my rosemary and I will immediately start cleansing and it is not pleasant to hear that for things like that like if you hear singing in the house and you're the only one home don't start singing along don't invite it in um you can say no you can tell it to go just don't refer to it personally. So don't uh, don't reference the song, but you could say mm -mm. you're not welcome. Go. Oh, I wouldn't Get even out. say you are not welcome. I would. I simply say no beings other than myself are welcome in this home. Leave now. All right. Yeah. So anything else you want to let people know? No, I don't really have anything else going on in my life. Just uh, me and the ghosties and teaching children. That's about it. That's all I have time for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the dogs. <laughs> and the dogs. And the dogs. Well, um, you got, guys, we are going to have uh, my sister Thursday back on because, like I said, the, the more we talk about the things that she's experienced, the more I realize that uh, she needs to talk about this. And I know she's, she's giving me a face right now, but... <laughs> I'm not saying need, like I want to force it out of her, but these experiences, uh, you know, they might help someone or even just give her a chance to talk. And that's why I do it. So, well, again, uh, sis, I want to Thursday, I want to say thank you again for, <laughs> for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for inviting me. You know, and, uh, we'll see about getting you back on talk about something else, maybe something a little bit happier next time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but go finish your coffee and, uh, okay. I will, uh, I'll get with you later. And I, again, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. All right, my friends. Well, that is going to be a wrap for today's episode with my sister Thursday. And I uh, just want to remind you guys, check us out on all of our platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Google podcasts. We're on Instagram, uh, all under tales from the dark roast name. Uh, do us a huge favor, like our episodes, leave a comment that really, uh, really helps us to grow the channel. And uh, it's a, chance for you to offer some advice maybe tell us about your experience with shadow people or anything else uh, for that for that matter we'd love to do it and i'll respond to uh, every comment that we get um 
Also, if you can, leave us a review. If you're not listening to us on YouTube, if you've got us on Spotify or Google, leave us a review and uh, subscribe, guys. That really helps us out. Um, also, stay tuned. Uh, like I said before, we're going to have uh, hopefully a big announcement towards the end of this month. Um, we've got some ambitious ideas for the end of the year. And uh, like I said, those bonus episodes are still coming. I got one more to film and we'll be posting that up. So that, uh, that again, is going to be covering evidence from our first two guests. So once again, thank you for listening. And if you have any dark stories you're willing to tell, oops, let me let me try that again. If you have bleh, 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 done, done, I need more coffee, guys. I'm sorry. If you've got a dark story and you want to tell it, I've got a pot of dark coffee and I'm willing to share it with you guys. I'm Mortimer James and this has been Tales from the Dark Roast. <laughs>